This is Music Mentality with Angie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back. I'm Angie, and today's episode is part two of last week's episode with Michaela Menzies, she, her pronouns. Last week, we talked about what it means to have a home, signs from the universe, loss, grief, and recovery. You also got the chance to hear a snippet of her latest song, Mess, which you can find on all streaming platforms by searching up her name, Michaela Menzies. Enjoy this week's episode. You can't find yourself unless you lose yourself first because, I mean, you can't find what isn't lost, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's such a good one too, like, yeah just feeling also like just feeling lost and feeling alone in the world is a very common feeling especially I feel like especially when you're in your early 20s it's such a confusing time Mm. because we're having kids people are like getting married and people are traveling the world and other people are doing this and that and I think we like often compare ourselves to other people and Mm -hmm. um yeah there's just like there's there's a reason why every I mean I fully am a believer that there's a reason for like every human being to be here there's you know there's like the butterfly effect right like everything that you do and say affects everything else and like you don't realize like how much value and meaning you do have and um yeah I think too like another thing that I've struggled with too when I was younger was was I you know you base a lot of your um moves and opinions on other people and again with like the um suicidal ideation is like you want other people to like step up for you Mm -hmm. but the only thing like you other people aren't going to make your life valuable like you can only believe that about yourself like no one can convince you that your life is valuable other than finding that within you Mm -hmm. like that's a huge thing of like not waiting for somebody to save you or not waiting for something to be perfect or not waiting for you to be in the specific place that you want to be at this specific time like just Mm kind of like doing what you can with what you have and you know seeing that you're valuable for you not for other people Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, first of all, I don't know if you ever watched the butterfly effect, but if you haven't, you definitely should. <laughs> uh, great movie. 
that very mindset where it's like you are your own best friend and you can stick up for yourself and you should be able to stick up. I mean, that's such a difficult thing. It's like so much easier said oh, yeah. than done, like 10 times easier said than done. But I remember literally feeling that when I was 12 and being like, you know what? Like it, it was such a push to the extreme with that thought that I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like I'm here for myself. It's just me and myself and that's it. So I'm going to push all my friends away and that's it. Like I have no more friends and like, and like all I have is music and depression. And all of a sudden those <laughs> became my best friends. And it's, yeah. and then it's even more difficult to let go of that depression because my depression became my best friend. And I'm like, well, it's a part of me. So yeah. if I let go of it, and like the more years passed, the bigger it became a part of me and like literally molded within me. So if I let that go, and aren't I killing a part of myself then? And that's such yeah. a difficult feeling to deal with where it's like, obviously I don't want to be depressed. That shit's hard. Like that's shit's so difficult. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how do I let go of that when it's become a part of me or so I feel it's yeah. a part of me and that's, it probably hasn't obviously, but, um, it's definitely become in there. <laughs> yeah. I think we hold on to things. I struggle with that a lot too. I think we hold on to things that we know and that, and, and in a really weird twisted way being, there are things about being in a depression episode that are comforting because it's what you know. Um, well, I mean, even you speaking here right now on behalf of that, I mean, it's clearly you're self-aware, but I feel like just a part of you needs to almost revisit those feelings from mm-hmm. what you're feeling way back when so that you can kind of, oh, this is actually really interesting and really weird, but I feel like sometimes we do need to become the 12 year old versions of ourselves or the 15 year old versions of ourselves, because Mm. there's a lot of trauma that hasn't been coped with yet. And it's time, time travel doesn't exist yet. So this is the only way to travel through time back in time to try and mend those broken pieces um, so that we can move forward with our life. And I think that's honestly in a way healthy, as long as you set those boundaries, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's, I mean, I don't know if you, like therapy is great. I'm such an advocate for therapy. I think it's an excellent way to heal because you're, I mean, you're basically just like having your thoughts reflected back to you. Mm. Therapy in a sense they have a lot of wisdom and therapists are highly trained in this field. And, but a lot of the times they really are just great at mirroring back your feelings. And I think there's a lot of like common themes in our lives that we don't pick up on without talking to other people about it and like kind of going deeper and deeper and deeper like recently I had an experience where like somebody asked me like what I do for a living and I told them I was a songwriter but I hesitated before I said it and in a really weird like I don't want people to think I'm bragging or like you know like those like that kind of weird feeling of like I don't want people to think I'm bragging and then it's like where did that come from like oh when I was 15 somebody told me not to tell people that I was a songwriter because I was bragging so like there's like little tiny things that are woven into us that like we need to like kind of unravel and like kind of like revisit a little bit to heal um yeah but yeah it's just really small things that kind of picks up at us and and you know I think even just that like just you know I I mean I do a lot of like writing so you know when that experience happened I went home and I wrote I'm a songwriter 
like 20 times on a page, Good. just like, like put it into my brain. Like, why am I, why am I embarrassed to say this? Like why? But it's just like, it comes from that, like 15 year old, 16 year old self that kids did tell me that like, yeah. and, and again, like your 12 year old self, like there are things that you saw or things that happened that like, and I think that writing is a great tool for that. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, affirmations are a great thing. Mm-hmm. If you believe them, I think we mm-hmm. also like kind of like put well, that through repetition, we start to believe them. Yeah, the more we repeat absolutely. it, the more we believe it. Yeah. So I think that is really helpful. And yeah, there's just so many little like breadcrumbs and pieces of glass in us that need to be um, healed and taken out and, and kind of filed through to, but I think, you know, we're never going to be completely healed or completely perfect. I think that's part of being human, but there's a lot to learn and a lot to grow from for sure. The human experience is a really complicated, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, honestly, I, I don't know if you resonate with this or not, but, it's like Taylor Swift saying it. Like I knew, I know more, I knew more at 18 than I do at 23. Oh yeah. Oh, I um, love that song. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, when I was 18, I knew who I wanted to be. I knew, you know, I'm starting university and I'm going to do this and this and this and this, and these are my steps and that's my path. And I know it's not going to be linear. Pfft. Everyone always says that. I know there's going to be bumps and cracks. I'm going to get a 70 every now and then I'm ready for that. Meanwhile, I'm like, didn't get into law school, change my degree twice, mm-hmm. graduate, come back for a second degree, realize don't want that second degree after like ruining relationships over that second degree. And then now I'm like, wait a second, I don't even want this degree. And now I'm like, okay, I want to go into music, but I don't even know what the fuck that means because I don't even know what I want to <laughs> do within music. And all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, I am so lost. And going back yep. to the beginning of the conversation, feel like I have no home. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird feeling when, especially when you're 18, like I thought I knew everything at 18. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do this and this. And like kind of around that time is like when I started getting into like the music industry too, like I started, um, just kind of getting noticed and, and working with a record label called Willis on records when I was 20. So it was like that time for me was like, I felt like I kind of had it all figured out mm-hmm. and I kind of like had a moment where I kind of went out. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I like was working in the industry and then needed money for recording equipment or like something. And then I ended up working as a server for way longer than I needed to. So I think like a lot of the times, like we, we have these opportunities and things, but I think the universe kind of like pulls us in different directions to experience things at different times. So like when you're 18 and you wanted to do this one degree, like it shifted and changed because like you were supposed to experience all these different things, trying to figure it out. Also, I read too many books, but you should read The Alchemist. The Alchemist is such a good book. I hear really great things about it. Oh my God. It's such a good (laughs) book. It's, it's, it's really like, it feels like kind of like a childhood story, but there's so many great, it's one of those books you could read over and over again, but it's the, the little breadcrumbs and the little things like in that story is, is really just what life is about. And and yeah, like we're never going to have it all figured out. Like we'll be 40. And like, I think there's also that thing too, like 
people think life's gonna and I have this feeling too people think life's gonna be over at like when we hit 30 or like when our 20s are over which is so ridiculous <laughs> that's funny actually my friends and I've literally so I brought this up the other day where I was like like Meg one of my best friends I was like Meg I think that like 30 is the new 20 like it seems like it, it's like kind of fun and she's yeah. like I think that when we get older we realize that 30 isn't old and no. that's why we think that it's the new 20 it, it's not it's the 30 it's the yeah. new 30 the new 30 um you don't have to have your shit figured out like mm-hmm at any okay I mean sure maybe you should have some shit figured out so that like you can you know grow continue to evolve and pay your bills um if you have a family help your family absolutely but we never have our shit fully figured out there's always shit left to figure out yeah absolutely (laughs) and I mean that's it's also telling like that Taylor Swift song nothing new like she's writing about people forgetting about like she wrote that song when she was 22 I think it was from her red album Mm -hmm. yeah so she wrote that song when she was 22 about people forgetting about her (laughs) so it's like we're so programmed in this society to think that like we're going to expire once we hit a certain age but I think mm-hmm. that like, life just becomes more colorful as you age and 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 you know you have so much life more life experience and so much more like stability and you actually like have a little bit more of a concept of who you are mm-hmm. um so yeah I think I think just like being okay with not having it figured out now is like okay (laughs) the other scary thing though and I was talking to one of my friends I talked to my friends a lot yeah (laughs) so (laughs) one of the things we were talking about was that it feels like we need to win like a Nobel prize by the time we're 25 or something but like people start their lives at like 60 there's really no no timeline here like yeah just live your life you know I remember like I was writing my gratitude journal this morning and I was like like I just hit this realization where I was like, whoa, like I'm going to have something figured out and then I'm going to come across another problem and then I'm going to have it figured out again. And then I'm going to come across another problem. And the whole point of this whole life thing is literally just like, uh, enjoy the moment, whether there's a problem or not, just like live in this very, very moment because like, it it doesn't, there's going to be another problem. There's going to be another situation. It's never ending. It's like a loop. It's a cycle and we grow and we continue to learn. And it's a great thing. Problems are amazing. They're difficult, but they're great. Yeah. They're, they're excellent. I think like, yeah, like it's just like the process of, of, and I think a lot of people too, like kind of future jump a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I obviously do that. I used to do it as a Mm. form of escapism too. Like, oh yeah. (laughs) Like you're like, oh, well, like later when I'm like in my 20s or whatever I'm gonna have this and this and like I'll have a record deal and I'll do this and that and it's just like what the only thing that you can control is now and the future doesn't actually exist it's actually just now and like the past is doesn't actually exist it's just what you're remembering from it which actually probably isn't the complete truth it's just how you experienced it there's like this really fun analogy of like um like a lot of like everyone says like the sun rises and the sun sets but it actually doesn't <laughs> it just kind of like rotates yeah it do- so, actually like, it stays in one spot it actually doesn't really like I know that's kind of like really deep but it actually doesn't like it just kind of stays it's just based on where you were living at that time so ev- the truth is always subjective but like what is true will always resonate with you 
like you won't have to over explain it or over analyze it it'll just be so I think that that's how you kind of know you're on the right path it's like a really beautiful thought process right there <laughs> but it's not mine. I read it in a book it was from a book <laughs> I won't take credit from it it's from like an Eckhart Tolle book I swear no I mean okay maybe you don't take credit for the exact thought but like you brought it up just now <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're, you're believing in it and I believe in it too now and never even thought of it that way. But yeah. um, it's funny that you bring up the idea of living in this future. Basically, when I was 12 years old, my cousin gifted me a journal for my birthday and she set me on this tradition where every year on my birthday, I write a note to my future self and a bucket list of all the things I want to complete throughout the year. And I still do it every single year. But when I was 12 years old, I added on to this since it was my first one I was like okay I'm also gonna write a bucket list of everything I wanted to achieve when I'm 19 years old mm-hmm. oh my god I look back at that list and it's just <laughs> be super popular have a super <laughs> hot boyfriend have a really nice car <laughs> have a really great yeah. like job where my parents are proud it's like girl yeah. oh one of them's like have a super hot body and it's like <laughs> girl I'm so sorry 12 year old me I'm so sorry (laughs) what's also the concept like I like dead ass thought I would be married by like 24 when I was like a kid oh my god me too (laughs) the idea of me being married next year is like that's not happening I it's not for me not happening I it's but it's just so funny how like when we're when we're younger like our concept of time and like future jumping is so like grandiose and like I think we can (laughs) do that too like I think a lot of people still you know want to have kids and be married before they're 30 and and I think that for whoever wants to do that and that's your like true dream like that is a beautiful dream but I think just because you're not pursuing that path at this time, it doesn't make you less worthy than them. Absolutely. You know, so I think, I mean, I struggle with that too. I I never went to university. So I was always comparing myself to people. Like I would go to like, all of my friends were university. So I would go to the parties that they were going to. And like, I was embarrassed about what I did, which is so silly, but like, it was, I think we just compare ourselves so much to other people because we want to be accepted. But I think for me personally, I just wasn't in the right rooms. No, I I 110% agree with you. Like one of my best friends is, um, she's engaged. She's getting married soon. She's pregnant and she's 23. And it's like, um, this is something that she's, she has been wanting. So I'm very happy for her, Hmm. but it's so not me. And I think that's okay. I think that's actually a really great thing because like, what a dull world would it be if we were all the same? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also have a friend who's pregnant right now too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun age. I really like it. I'm, I will like, my baby is funny from that for a long time and then I'm good no I feel you so hard like baby fever so I'm like I'm gonna be the best (laughs) and I'm gonna like take care of that baby like my own (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's life is full of stuff and beautiful moments and really really hard moments and I think yeah like there's there's a really I think especially like when you tie in music and everything there's like a really big um we're all the same like we all want the same things as human beings um 
but I think just the healing experience we all experience like little hiccups and things and and feelings and yeah it's it's a it's fun right it's (laughs) scary and fun and uh, it's beautiful and magical and (laughs) we're happy free confused and lonely all of the that's the lyric that's the lyric (laughs) you tell it to listen to it too often but that's not even just being Tony too that's just like your whole 20s oh that's yeah I feel like it's also not just your 20s though that's I feel like it's something we carry throughout our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know what? At 20 years old, working with a label, that is incredible. That is such an accomplishment that not many people can say that they've how'd you get there? I mean, I continue to tell the story and it's so funny. So I kind of met, so I met Tara Shaman, who is the founder of Willow Sun Records and um, Syndicate Music Publishing, which is like a publishing group. And they do a lot of like artist development. And Mm -hmm. and so I met Tara through a friend that my dad, so my dad went on a blind date with one of Tara's friends. (laughs) (laughs) And then my dad was like being all cute and being like, oh, like my daughter's a songwriter. And then, um, she like told Tara and we kind of got into contact and anyways so it was like a really long time like it was just like a really weird universe twist of fate thing like I at the time was like oh I wish I could meet somebody that could help me with my music I remember writing it out and then that's just kind of how it came about which is like the funniest story ever um and then we just kind of met I met her when I was like 19 or 20 and and we started working on wildfire together which is um my first kind of like professional kind of thing that came about and and that first time in the studio was like I was so nervous and I like look back on it it was like three or four years ago and I even now looking back on it I was like so small and like just didn't have a lot of experience and and was just kind of like still navigating life and I you know, worked a part-time job to save up for the recording costs. And, and oh, I think they tend to be so expensive. I hear I've never recorded anything, but yeah, that was just like the, the, the continuous, um, kind of story was just, I'm just always working and, and trying to save up and, and just creating all the time. So, but yeah, it was such a beautiful experience and just like, finally having somebody in my corner who like believed in me and like wanted to work with me was like really empowering for me and yeah it was just it's it's been a fun fun ride and we're still kind of in the process of of um releasing some stuff this year which I'm really excited about so exciting so did you find that you had a lot of creative say in the development of the whole process of your music and stuff um like is it exactly the way you wanted it to sound or did you have like many different ideas in your head of how you wanted it to sound yeah so for um my first everything like I was I mean I've always been very involved in the producing I'm just really picky I think (laughs) how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I have like a really strong sense of like how I feel like how the record already sounds I just like obviously I'm not a producer so I kind of always just like bounce off my ideas and I always use like the silliest language like I'm like I really just want these drums to sound like they're underwater and everyone's like what do you (laughs) I'm like, no, do you know what you mean? a song interpreter <laughs> will understand. <laughs> so I think that that is like kind of like a little quirky thing that I do. But yeah, like in all, like I, I've been working with Eric Eagleson on Mess and these next records that are going to come out this year, and he's awesome. Like I worked with him on Mess, and he's just like such a like genius and I I think like for mess especially like he really turned my um feelings into like sound like that was like the best way to explain it like I felt really like musically understood when I heard like the first demo of mess I was like okay like this really works so like Mm -hmm. yeah so for this year I have like a little setup here um on the island and we're just kind of like going back and forth and and having some ideas so yeah it's I think I just have like I definitely have a lot of say (laughs) just because I'm picky but I um yeah I think I I always have just like a little bit of a sense of where where the record is gonna go and what I want it to sound like so no but that's awesome I know a lot of songwriters um you know they know a few chords on the piano or guitar so they can't really pick up instruments per se um so when you showed your music did you have like a conception of how the instruments would sound like or was it mostly that you were focused on um your voice and lyrics um I think I think like I always like send my demos with like a little it's just like an acoustic kind of setup and Mm -hmm. 
I think we kind of just pull ideas from that. Like the, the vocals are super easy. Um, I feel like the songs are pretty much just like the lyric, like lyrically, I always go over with them um, with Tara and everything. And we, we really kind of concise it and make it really, you know, um, make sense with the yeah. story. I think a lot of with songwriting, we kind of like get lost in storytelling storytelling right and it doesn't make sense so I think just working with the artist development everything it just really makes more sense because <laughs> you like bring a song to everybody and you're like does this make sense and they're like no <laughs> let's fix it so I think it's just kind of having someone to mirror your ideas back is really helpful mm-hmm. and that's like what we we're talking about with therapy mm-hmm. as well it's just like yeah the idea of letting someone else know so that they can try and mirror it back and like reconceptualize that so that you can see it from a third mm-hmm. perspective and I think that's what really really helps you because or helps everyone not you yeah I mean you too but you get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then whereas the production goes I think I mean YouTube's a great tool um, you find like random sounds that, I, I mean, I always do this. I found like really random sounds on YouTube, but I'm like, this sounds cool. Or like, <laughs> we'll find like, like so- songs that are from other artists. And like, there's a certain drum that I hear. Like, I, I mean, I'm always consuming music and I think, um, I, I mean, I use Spotify, so I always find new music through there. And I always find like, I'll like listen to a song. I'm like, oh, like that's a cool like drum sound or that's a cool snare mm-hmm. sound. So I'll like kind of compile them together and I'll like mark the time and I'm like this sound at this time. So there's like a bunch of different like ways and tools to like creatively find find your sound and yeah. yeah. It's it's I do this really weird thing when I like a song, <laughs> even remotely, just a little bit. I will listen to it once and then I'm like, oh cool. And then I'm like, okay. I'm going to listen to it again. And then I listen to just the instruments and then I listen to it again. And then I just listen to the lyrics and then I listen to it again to understand, to analyze how the lyrics mend with the instruments. And then I analyze it one more time to get the deeper meaning of the song. And it's like, I listen to it five times at minimum in a row, like in one sitting, because I'm like, I need to analyze this. I need to dissect (laughs) this as much as I can. This is like, whoa, amazing. This is so cool. Yeah. (laughs) And Yeah. And through that, actually, through that very process, like I kept on discovering more and more artists where I was like, okay, wait, like, look how this person does it and this person does it. And it's led me to small artists. And I think Mm -hmm. that people overlook the little guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's why Spotify is great. Like a lot of the playlists are like, I mean, the music industry side of Spotify, like is rough but oh yeah <laughs> if you don't have a relationship with spotify canada it's very hard to like get placed in playlists and like have success on that platform but i think that there are a lot i mean there's so many records that get uploaded to spotify in a day like oh, i can't so remember many. the exact number but there's so many so it's it's a great way to like discover new artists for sure um and i think also tiktok is great for that too oh yeah tiktok's amazing for that TikTok has been amazing for so many artists. I've like discovered so much new music from that. And I think Um, we do live in an era where the little guys have more of a voice now. And that's really, really great. But it can also be very scary because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of little guys out there. Well, especially (laughs) now, I think like the music industry is completely changing. Like before you had to like, you had to be signed to a record label. There was no other way to like, Mm -hmm. 
but like the record labels owned you. So like you would sign and they would front you the money for your recordings. But then as soon as your records started making money, you would have to pay the record label back for it. And then you would start making money after that. Mm -hmm. So like, it's a very complicated now you can just like release your music either like through a distributor or like just online. So it's, it's a little bit like there's, there's not like the middleman anymore, which is like really great for Mm -hmm. artists. And there's a lot of more artists who own their own masters. Like we see Mm -hmm. what Taylor Swift's doing now. Like she was right about to bring her up. Yeah. She's playing the system because, you know, there's areas of the music industry that are just kind of like a little sketchy. So like she found a loophole. And I think that's the great thing about, you know, writing your own songs is, is you own the writer share at all times. So, yeah, um, yeah it's the music industry can be like a little. <laughs> a little oh, sketchy, it's scary. But- <laughs> it's like you own this like baby project this is a project that you literally raised and nurtured with like an entire community and you don't know who's in that community and there's so many sketchy people and there's like so many people who are trying to take advantage of you and I'm just going to say it especially as a woman it's really difficult to maneuver it because it is a male dominant field I mean even these podcasts it's actually like it is so difficult for me to find a woman to interview because it's so male dominated a lot Mm -hmm. of women might not feel comfortable I find or they're it's, I have men reaching out to me constantly and they're like, Ooh, like I want to be on your podcast because like you should hear my story. But then I actively seek out women because I'm like, but I want to hear your story. Yeah. And it's, it's so difficult. And it makes me so, so sad, especially as a woman myself in the field. Um, because whoever said sexism isn't alive, it fucking is. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things like like just, I mean, the mental health thing, like, I think we, we like to say that all these like stigmas are not prevalent anymore. And I think we have made a lot of steps, but there's Mm -hmm. still so much to go. Like there's, there's so much stuff that's just like, not where it should be. But I think like, we just need to come out and, and, and use our voices and just be honest and shed light to you know artists and communities and um people who need it yeah yeah absolutely and the more we share the more of a community we build and the more connections we make which is something that we talked about earlier today like making these connections we don't have to talk about other people to build connections in fact we can open up and talk about ourselves even though that's a really really scary thing (laughs) it's like the best way to make a connection you know like what we're doing right now I mean I've learned so much from our conversation and like I keep making realization after realization (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's really refreshing and it's um I just yeah I, I there's so many like little um, there's so many of the same people as you in the same city. Like I, I mean, you live in Ottawa, right? Like I lived in Ottawa. So now I'm actually in the GTA. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So like, but like we could have crossed paths in Ottawa, but it's just like, I think it's just really such a testament to like looking around and being like, what kind of people do I want to surround myself with? Right. Like what they say, like you're, um, you are like the six people, like the six closest people to you is like a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. You're like so, the average of the closest, like the six or five, yeah. I forgot what the number is. I actually just had this conversation. Yeah, something like that. And, and like, I remember looking around myself, like in Ottawa and, 
I was, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like Mm -hmm. there was so many people around me that I could have focused on, but I just was not focused on the right things at the right time. And it's a scary realization. Yeah. You're like, and I I think like that was a big theme for me, like not fitting in and not feeling like I was understood Mm -hmm. or seen or accepted. And it was like, and I remember like, my dad's going to listen to this and laugh, but he always said, he's like, he's like, Michaela, what are you doing? Like, you need to like be around people who do music. You need to be around artists and like, like-minded people. And, but I think when you're, it's like, when you're in a toxic relationship or like whatever you, once you get out, you realize all these things that happen and you're like, Oh, like <laughs> I thought everything was like fine and dandy, but it actually really wasn't. And um, I kind of muted myself and made myself small a lot of the times. So, yeah. And I don't know if you felt this, but especially in high school, um, I felt so much like a fraud because I felt like I had to like, you know, bite my tongue at certain points or like say certain things a certain way, because like I, I was friends with a lot of friends by association and I went to parties often by association And Mm -hmm. that very feeling, even though I I was fortunate to have friends and great friends too, like I'm still best friends with one of those people. I um, still felt like a fraud for who I was back then and who those people were back then because I wasn't being honest with who I was. And maybe a part of me, sure, was the average of all those people. But that part of me wasn't the dominant part of me, wasn't who I really wanted to continue to be. Um, or someone who I had a full connection with, like that part of me wasn't someone who I had a full connection with. Yeah. So, um, and mind you, we have so many layers, like, oh yeah, so, so many dimensions to us. So it's inevitable that there must be a p- one little part of you that probably connects with these people, which is why you've crossed paths with them. But it's like, what part, what version of yourself do you want to be, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's also like the connections that you attract are also like, in, in a sense, I think like if there are um, connections where you're not fully seen, I think you're attracting that because there's something that wants to be healed. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're a magnet, like, the law, I don't know if you're familiar with like the law of attraction, but like oh, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> completely like a magnet for everything that like anything and everything, like your energy is really just a frequency that attracts mm-hmm. everything. So like, if you're attracting people that like aren't necessarily like completely accepting of you it's like well maybe you're just not completely accepting of yourself oh yeah so like there's like certain like things like that and I think just also like yeah like it's just it's just like a really big game of energy and and who do you want to be like like you Mm -hmm. said there's there must be some part of you that's attracted to that um but it also plays into like people pleasing oh yeah right 100% you're like and I think that in a way, like, I feel like people pleasing is a little bit and um, can be deceiving because you're people pleasing because you want to be loved and accepted, which is mm-hmm. mostly why people people please, right? Like, oh, yeah. So you want to be loved and accepted, but you're not being who you are. So you're not complete. You're not actually being loved and accepted for who you are. You're just being loved and accepted for who you think people want you to be. Like, it's like this weird, because you're not actually being loved and accepted. You're just being loved and accepted for this like 
thing that you're depiction pretending. of yourself. Yeah. 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 I definitely, I fucking feel that so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was like another thing that I realized. I'm like, people pleasing is actually like kind of deceiving. Like it's not actually real. Like, no, it's not like that. Isn't really like, if, I don't know. Um, this is an interesting example. Say, say you don't want to go and help that person because you're not feeling up to par and you're like dealing with your own shit, but you are a people pleaser. So you get up and you go and you help that person. Well, are you really helping that person? Is that really you? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Or are you just like putting on this, like this, yeah, yeah, this front of what you think that that person might want, which goes back into, I guess in a way, self-love, self-respect, um, understanding your own boundaries, understanding who you are, who you want to be, uh, what you need. And um, the other thing is you mentioned the law of attraction. And so I don't know if you know about all the laws of the universe, but the very first one is the law of divine oneness. And it's that we are all interconnected. Like the universe, the universe is like, it's, it's one. We're all this one being that is like, refracted in so many different ways and like we're like shattered into so many different pieces and all together we form this like interconnected web um so when we (laughs) work on ourselves and we put the energy out which is a part of the law of attraction Mm -hmm. and we bring in that energy in it's because we're also interconnected with one and sure maybe you are connected with that person that you don't necessarily feel a connection with but it's because an older version of you might be connected to them Um, Mm -hmm. a version of you that you don't feel as connected to anymore or a version of you that you kind of want to detach from and let go and move forward from and that's totally okay and that's also why it's okay to grow apart from people and walk away from people in your life and even after big fights I think it's great to acknowledge that it's okay to grow apart and kind of take different paths but you know your time together was still a great time yeah I think there's just like there's really great power in in knowing your worth in relationships and like being Mm -hmm. able to to know when it's time to let go yeah and not in the like like not in the like negative or or low energy way just in a and I think that that happens a lot in like you know you go on a date with somebody and it doesn't work out it's not personal most of the time but we take things so personally Mm -hmm. um a lot of things that people do are not about you and I mean anything that anybody does has nothing to do with you yes big thing that like I've learned this year too is um you know what other people do or say about you is not a reflection of you it's a reflection of them Mm. Uh, so I think yeah I think we grow we just grow apart from people and and like you said like the old version of you resonated with those people but like the new version that you're becoming doesn't Mm -hmm. and And there's nothing yeah there's nothing that's like (laughs) I think that's like a big thing that is, there's just like nothing negative or bad about it. It actually is something that should be celebrated in my opinion. Like I think so too. Yeah. Because I mean, like, honestly, the person who I was even two years ago probably wouldn't have met you. <laughs> so like-, <laughs> like, I think it's just one of those things too, where like in the past, like that version of you, sure was liked, but like this new version of you is going to be loved. So mm. it's like the step up of like, um, instead of being understood, you're going to be seen. So yes. it's, it's all the different like language and words of, of 
life and and evolving and and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the way you put that. That the other version of you was liked. I mean, maybe that version of you is loved too. But did you love that in version a different of you? way now? Yeah, in a different, maybe a deeper way now. Yeah, and I mean, again, like maybe. No, I didn't love the version of myself three years ago because I felt like I wasn't being honest with myself. I was people pleasing too much. So like, did I really know myself? So I didn't really love myself back then. So like, and that is the purest form of love, your self-love. Yeah. <laughs> Cliche, it's so cheesy, it's but it's true. true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think I think there's also like, I mean, I feel like self-love isn't something that I've struggled with um, too, too much in my life. I mean, I think that we all have our moments, but, um, it wasn't a really big theme. Like I always, um, loved who I was and what I would represent it, but I just like, didn't fully like believe it. Mm-hmm. So like, I think you can still like have self-love and self-respect, but not fully embody who you're meant to be because of like, you know, fear-based mindsets or oh, yeah. or whatever it is. So like, I think it's like a very complicated complicated thing because like I yeah it's just like really it's really deep and really hard but there's certain words I've learned there's certain words that will resonate with you and then certain words that won't when you try to like dissect what's wrong yeah language is important Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so it's really interesting experience right the human experience (laughs) yeah oh the cycle of life it's Um, I must say we've been chatting for nearly two hours now or yep, nearly two hours. Yep. Time just flies by. I love it. So I'm going to wrap it up here, but is there anything that you want to say before we do wrap up? Um, I think I just like, I am back in the game and I'm going to be releasing some records this year, which I'm really, really, really stoked about. And yeah, I think I just like want people to kind of tune in and, and know my heart more and, and kind of join the club. Um, I think we all struggle and we all experience um, life in all its waves. But yeah, I think music is just like um, a, a great tool. Just, like, yeah, it just like kind of like weaves us all together. And, and yeah, so I'm just excited to like release these new records and connect with people and Thanks for having me on. Of course. I'm excited to hear your music. It's really exciting. And thank you so much for being here. You shared so many great insights about mental health and music and yourself. And thank you for opening Mm -hmm. up so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. I think that's the biggest thing about like mental health and and truly being an advocate for it is, is just being transparent and vulnerable and honest. And I think we all feel the feelings, but we just sometimes don't are too afraid to talk about it because we don't know if it's going to be, um, universal but it is so yeah great well thank you so much (laughs) I hope I can get to chat with you again soon yeah for sure um I'll have to send you the new records when they come out I'm excited to show you now I'm so excited to hear them I'm excited to dissect them I'm like um so a lot of these interviews obviously I listen to everyone's music and my roommate just like sit down and I'm like okay but like listen to this song and I'm like it's so amazing but then after the interview I come back and I'm like okay but now listen to it and it like has a whole new meaning to it so I'm excited to like re-listen to your music and your upcoming music yeah nice to meet you too nice meeting you too
Bye now. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at Music Mentality with Angie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.